just like you owe us for all the years that you hold us. We can talk, but money talk, so talk more bucks. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. Push shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. H to the Izzo, B to the all right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos, 877-37-GRIND is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. All right, so keeping it moving here, transitioning to some other things after we've kind of talked a little bit basketball, we can transition back to the NFL. But before we do that, there's some couple notes I want to talk about with college, too, uh, that we just came, you know, off of talking about the new format being officially uh, released yesterday in the new 12-team college playoff. Well, Nick Saban, the new retired Nick Saban, um, read some quotes from him in a piece and forgot who did it, who had the interview when he was talking. Um, it says that, you know, of course, he's made it be known, and we all know by now, he's going to be – in the TV. I think they announced that he's going to be on college game day. And he was uh, talking with ESPN. Okay, so he was talking to ESPN. So college game day, he's going to be a part of that. Um, so I kind of saw that coming already. Uh, but the other thing he had voiced said he's not looking for a job, but he does want to be there to assist if anybody would listen in the platform to get college football in order and to fix college football. Um, and some of the things that he talked about, you know, um, first of which when I learned, I mean, the guy still has an office at Tuscaloosa. Like they, they let him keep an office ready. So can the new coach from Washington, I mean, can you imagine, I mean, again, it's going to be, I, I've told everybody and I made sure I told my local barber and everything else. I, I put my announcement, you know, I retired from Alabama when Nick did. Okay, I knew it was always going to be like that, um, but doesn't mean that I'm not going to, like everybody else, tune in to see how weird it's going to look seeing an Alabama football game without Nick Saban on the sideline. But I thought that was crazy. Like it's, I, I get it. I mean, he still has an office there on campus in Alabama, so he's going to be, you know, they've given him a title like he's a support advisor or whatever the case may be. But he said he's not looking for a job from college football, but he says that he wants to be a voice to try to get this in order. And some of the things that he talked about was, and, and, and I know – He's genuine when he says this because I remember years ago, this is the one thing I say, hey, everybody talking about the wins and everybody in the National Seven, but they ain't talking about this. He earned a lot, of, and I wasn't a big Nick Saban fan then at this time, but he earned a lot of respect for me when he won the national title at LSU. But when I found out exactly what, how much he improved the graduation rate at LSU, because but prior to him going there, LSU was awful in graduating players. And he improved them a lot, and he took pride in that as well, too. And he carried that on to Alabama. Okay? Now, so he has a passion, and the proof is in the pudding, of in regards to graduating players. Okay, and he's preaching life into football. So when he's doing this sit down with ESPN, he's just talking about how the game, of course, we all know college football has changed a different landscape. But he said, the one thing I want to voice and get into figure nobody. And he said, trust me, I'm all about for the players and the players setting up, you know, getting value for themselves, creating value for themselves. He said, but nobody is really preaching education anymore. 
meaning like, you know, you go to college to improve yourself. He said, and really what's scary, he goes, and I understand that it's more about how much money you're going to make or how much money you can make in NIL. He goes, and eventually when he goes, I believe this is going to be a problem for this group in this generation when they get to the age of 28, 29 and football is pretty much done. They can't play football. What are they going to lean fall back on? So you hear some coaches say that, and, and it's just tongue-in-cheek, but I really believe Nick really believes that because he's had a career preaching that. Um, you know, there were some people, there, there are some reports and rumors that there are some powers to be at college that really want Nick, for one, to speak up, but they almost want to create like a commissioner role for him, like to be a commissioner of college. And I thought that was interesting as well, too. And, and, and I think before we get there, then that's to the point where, you know, we've kind of have two new big conferences and this is no longer what we know. The Big Ten, even maybe the SEC before we get to where they need a commissioner. But of course, people would vote Nick there. Um, but he said that everything's about money and how much you're going to make and everything like that. Um, now, with that said. And the respect that I have for Nick Saban. The truth of the matter is, is that not maybe not purposely, but indirectly, he's responsible for where we're at. He's he's had his hand in it because the success of and the standard of where he put Alabama's program. And the type of recruits and everything that goes goes behind that and with that um, has kind of created this whole system of it's more about when the NIL, well, you want to say NIL comes in and it's more about, well, how much you going to pay me because this school over here is doing. He's kind of had his hand in that. And, and, and to me, what I mean by that is that remember He's the guy that really started and really set the new coach and salary chain for college football. It's the Tiger Woods effect. The same effect Tiger Woods had on the PGA Tour in purses going up, uh, guys playing for more money, you know, bigger. You, you know, I mean, hell, even if you finish outside the top 15, you still walking away with damn near over six figures. That was unheard of in the early 90s and the late 90s and even until the early 2000s. When Tiger went on his run, right when you got to the early mid 2000s or whatever, purses started skyrocketing and look at where they're at today. That's the Tiger Woods effect. Nick had the same effect on coaches. So the reason why I bring that up is because as his salary is escalating and Alabama's and he's generating a quarter of a billion dollars every year for Alabama football for the university, his contract, Jimmy Sexton, is basically negotiating every year. It goes up. So therefore, what happens is when Dagbo Swinney gets a little success, they it, that contract goes up. When you're talking about a Brian Kelly that's never won a national championship, one where he's been, but never won a national championship, gets $100 million to change his accent to southern to go to lsu so when you get all that in the pot then it comes more about the players the more younger educated these young men and even the players in the past okay because we're gonna get to one guy in a minute mr johnny mazel but even they're preaching like hey the players got to get some we've got to get something we're not just and one of the quotes that he said in this interview too and it's kind of like now he can even and you're going to see a different side I think a little bit of Nick where he can really kind of talk more freely different from being a coach an active coach at Alabama and the GOAT he brought up kind of mimicking and just saying it's funny when you hear about student athletes now 
So there's not really no student athletes. It's kind of joke because it goes along to not preaching education. So I'm all, you know, ears to hear him be more vocal about, you know, trying to get college or get it in an order and ring and ring it in. But I think the horse out the bomb. But if there's anybody that can do it, it'd be Nick. But I do want to be fair and just let it know that Nick can say all that. But Nick's success and, you know, the program he built and his coaching salary has helped create this. I mean, because I, I'm sorry, like, no matter how much I like Nick Saban or Urban Meyer or any of these guys, Jim Harbaugh, you can't have coaches making 8 to 10 to $11 million a year to coach in college and $100 million contract for somebody to coach at college. And you steady get in front of young 18, 19, 20-year-old kids that some of their parents can't even afford plane tickets to go see them play or can't even have the, the means of vehicles to even get on the road to travel to go watch them play. You can't sit there and basically keep this the traditional way that it's always been. And that's just the reality. 877-37-GRIND. Now, speaking of Johnny Menzel, uh, he had a sit-down with Club Shay Shay. Man, Shan is making his rounds. Like, it is, it, you know, and I see it working out because now you got more guys that I think you got more PR people uh, that work for some of these entertainers, former athletes. They're trying to get on that platform, especially now after the whole Cat Williams, 50 million views, whatever the hell it was. People are calling up to get on that platform. I can't imagine, especially after the, the Netflix series, I can't really imagine that this is something that Shay came out and said, hey, man, I want Johnny Menzel. But anyway, Johnny was on Club Shay Shay and um, really didn't say anything more revealing to me that I didn't know. Didn't watch the whole interview in its, in, you know, in its totality. But, you know, the one thing that I really don't like is guys that either beat the system or played the system. And this goes just not in sports and life in general. And then, you know, when you're out of the fight game and you're gone, long and gone, and Johnny's not in the news feed every day and TMZ's not following where Johnny's partying at and you run into the, you fall into the, you know, in the sunset, you start basically, you start basically going to Kashi 6ix9ine and just spilling the beans on everything. Um, and I got a problem with that. I mean, I've never had a dislike with Johnny. I mean, I do give him credit for basically being candid. And, you know, he, his life in this whole NFL humbled him. I mean, I was hearing about Johnny Johnny Menzel and being in San Antonio, Texas, down in Kerrville, Tyvee. I've been hearing about that legend coming on, um, you know, even when Salami was dealing with me. And we didn't even follow high school football like that. So Johnny has had very good success when he was in high school. Um, you know, A&M, when he hit the scene with A&M and how that whole situation played. I mean, the day he went in there and took down Alabama in Tuscaloosa, it sent him to a whole different, you know, stratosphere. But he's sitting there telling Club Shay and Shannon Sharp that, hey, without my knowledge, my dad went to Kevin Sumlin, which was the coach that time at Texas A&M, and he, Johnny claims he didn't know nothing about it, but sits there and says, hey, We'll stay a couple more years if you pay us. We'll take $3 million. And Johnny went on to say, he's like, hey, there's big guys at every campus. I mean, like big donors, the big guy. I think on the big bosses, the big guys. He's like, there's one at Ohio State. There's one at Alabama, whatever. And really, they go across the country. Or they figure out the pool of like, this is what we want. We want this kid. But I just don't feel like, why are you telling this all? Like, if you want to talk about your struggles, 
Um, I know Jonas and I were talking about the break. I think he talked about his cocaine diet or how much weight he lost. Yeah, he ta- talked about dropping like 40 pounds, 50 pounds okay. in the you- months after his NFL season on a strict diet of blow. His wow. Words. And if you want to sit there and t- and come clean and cleanse your soul or, or just me, maybe, you know, maybe if I could save the next young Johnny Manziel coming up, I'm all for that. But when you start basically dropping basically what your dad did for Andy, because remember, it didn't start here. The 30, he's the one that denied it forever about the jersey signing and meeting in that hotel and signing, you know, 5,000, whatever, 1,000 jerseys or 50 footballs. He denied that forever, of course, because he was under NCAA investigation. But he was quick to go and spill that out after his NFL career was going. So, again, I just don't like that aspect to where you got to sit there. We're in the NIL era now, but you just got to sit there and go and just you you beat the system evidently, and now you want to talk talk about it. Now the one thing he did say that the only thing interesting took out of it was the fact that he was saying that he had his fingers crossed during draft day under the table that he was praying uh, to get to the Dallas Cowboys, but he said almost it's almost a good thing it didn't happen because he said he don't feel like he'd be sitting here today if he got drafted by Dallas, and I know what he meant by say that, and I don't even think he elaborated with that, but if you're talking about losing 30, 40 pounds on some blow, then yeah, if you would have got up there around Dallas, around that White House that they already have up there, and knowing Jerry ain't got no structure, Jerry would have just been, he would have just loved to have number two jerseys sold out in AT&T Stadium. But, um, it's um, and I don't feel sorry for Johnny either, man. And I don't think anybody should, because because to me, um, he was pretty. He didn't come from a family of poverty. Um, you know, they even tried to mask it that they, he came because that was even in the documentary on Netflix that they kind of lied and tried to make it seem like he came from a family with more money than they did. Not saying they were loaded, but that was the whole cover up. It's not like, hey, man, well, why are you partying with Drake? Why do you got? Oh, man, I come from it because I remember it was oil money. They, you know, if you're in Texas, you can just you oh man, I come from oil money. OK, well, where's my mental rights? You know, we didn't get none of that or 40 acres or a mule. Speaking of that, we got to make sure we fit in a black history pack today, too, as well. Um, but, yeah, man, tell it all. You know, tell it all. I'm not really down with that. Now, as you and you told me how you felt at the time, we didn't know each other then, but I'm pretty sure you would have wished that his fingers would have came true in Jerry and Dallas. Because I heard it was very close, and Stephen Jones had to come in down there and rip the phone out of Jerry before he called in the pick. For Johnny Menzel, but things would look probably maybe a little different, probably better for you if y'all would have dodged the Johnny Menzel train in Cleveland. Oh man, even if even if A and M would have just taken out now, learning that all it was was three million dollars to go back to A and M. That's kind of that's some good cheese. Like yeah, if you but, think about no, now, no, maybe, but then to no, play college football, but, right? But what I'm saying is now knowing that it was only right three million dollars that would have removed him from that draft class altogether. <laughs> All right, and you had Mike Pettin, who went on to coach in an NFC Championship game with the you know, on, on the defensive side with the Packers. God, that guy. And you had Kyle Shanahan, who's now been to five Super Bowls or whatever in, in the time <laughs> since then. And that was your coaching staff. You had Brian Hoyer. You had Josh Gordon. You were uh, Jordan Cameron at tight end. You were trending in the right direction. So you thought y'all were trending in the right direction before they did the Johnny Menzel experiment. Like, what if uh, would have happened if they would have just oh, turned around? I mean, again, I, like, I tell the story all the time, so I, I don't want to go through it all again. Yeah. But I was in Cleveland for that draft. Right. Like, I was at the Browns official draft party. Right. And have 50-50, half the room was split. Half the, you know, it was, half of them was cheering. Half of them was you know, shaking their heads, 
you know, like this crying, is walking, ready to walk out of there. And I was in the other half. I was in the latter half. I was, I was like, this makes no sense. But I, I like I said too, I talk, was talking right then with a ticketing agent, and he had to, he had to interrupt me mid conversation, say I've got to go. He said, I just got the SOS. We're selling out of tickets right now because Johnny wow. got drafted. God. So, but uh, it, three million dollars could have saved me a lot of woe, a lot of misery. Uh, I wish A and M would have taken that deal, and he would have gone back to college, and who knows what would have happened from there. Maybe you don't end up with Miles Garrett. You don't make the playoffs. Yeah, he was just, you know, it was just one of those hype trains with just a little bit too much going in. Um, and you he know, was undersized. Just I mean, undersized I mean, for going pro. But, but, I understand like Russell Wilson had come out right. two years before that, but. But you know what? I'm not going to even sit here in front and lie. I mean, you know, of course, I was on air still at that time doing that. It's not like I was beating my chest saying this was going to be a bust. I mean, I didn't know if he's – I didn't know – first of all, I didn't really have a way either way. I just knew – normally I'd feel guys like, dude, he ain't going to make it. That guy, you know, Sunday material. But with Johnny, he had been so memorized, you know, so, you know, dynamic. And, you know, on the college on Saturday, you just wanted to know, and I'm old enough to have seen a Doug Flutie – Make it work in the NFL, but um, but I did not think he was going to crash and burn that quick, though. To be honest with you, but when you hear about he wasn't studying film, he was just coming up drunk, drinking, and I think the expectations, Billy and Vegas, the way, and the savior of Cleveland, and I just think that that was too much, you know, for him. When we get back, before we go into the NFL, we lose the last second to get in the NFL, but I want to talk about because today is officially the day that you can opt in to EA Sports for college players for your image and likeness. Let's take a look at how much they're getting paid for that, though. You listen to the Sports Grind today's show is being presented by. Dosecchi's get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great bold and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind.
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. We have been broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, Akita, any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made uh, alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors, and they've got their new Michelada mix as well, too. Make sure you try that also. But whatever you do... Make sure you always zing zang responsibly. That is zing zang official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so uh, a couple of things that we're going to try to get to before we get out of here. Probably have more meat on the bone uh, for tomorrow, but um, real quick on the college scene before we leave uh, and touch on some NFL notes. Um, EA Sports College Football 25. It's in the game. Yeah. Today is the day that college football players uh, can opt in for the right to use their likeness and imaging on this EA game. And remember, this has been like almost – people have been waiting on this almost like the – the chronic like like the detox album for Dre. Like it's been like the gamers have been obsessed – I was never a, and when in my gaming days it, it was really Madden and I remember having Madden on the computer Tandy 1000 well, that's old school for Dusty for you Dusties as I get older today um so I've been riding with Madden I was never a college football live guy I mean I had some buddies that they were in it and I never really got into it uh, but it's been kind of been waiting for years for this game to come out. So, of course, in the new era of NIL deal, and, you know, that was the controversy because you got to go back to the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit, former UCLA Bruin that got this whole stuff kickstarted. I think he was tied up in courts fighting this damn near for six, seven years before he even won it. Um, this stems from that. But when I looked at this, so EA Sports, how they're going to do this, because I remember this was kind of like, how are they going to do this? And how do you determine if you're the starting guy? Like, just say hypothetically, if we were talking college football 24 and Caleb Williams was going to be in there, like, how do you justify what you pay with Caleb Williams against the other players? So I know that was a discussion. Well, evidently, they came up with a solution. And what I've found is that basically each player that opts in is going to get $600 to opt in for your image liked and usage uh and you're going to get a copy of the game for free and when i saw that i'm like man ea is getting over they're getting over because first of all what if i don't even have the well, first of all you can't throw in the console what if i ain't even got the console like throw in the console and the game but six hundred dollars six hundred dollars i buy you a new console I think you chip in the console with the game. They should just do the game. Like, let us know. If you're a college player, you're a role, you're on a scholarship, check off. You want the Xbox, you want a PS, what are we on, five? On five, yeah. Okay, I'm surprised I even knew that. When's the last time Xbox has come out with the Microsoft? When's the last time? I never liked Xbox. I didn't like their controllers. I, could, see, I love yeah, the Xbox controllers. I, I never got used to controllers, man. I was PS Sony guy. But anyway, um... But yeah, it would be like with the Xbox One uh, S okay. or the no, One X, one of those two. Look, I'm not going to sit here and spend behind. too much time griping on this because I don't have a solution to it or an idea how you fix that. But I just know doing the math and how many copies of games are going to sell it at and how many people have been waiting for that game. They're getting off. I mean, they're they're getting off pretty decent. I mean, you know, I don't even want to sit here. And, and first of all, I don't. I mean, how many? 
I guess it comes down to like how many Division One schools are they going to have in this game? You know, are they going to cut it off at the major schools, the Power Fives? Are they going to go to Division Two II or Three? It has to be a cap off of this because it could get kind of pricey in regards to the amount of checks, the money they're going to shell out. But the money that they're going to make on this game is 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 crazy. But you would say, were you a college football live guy? I did college football 06, NCAA 06, and then I came back around for 11 with Tim Tebow on the cover. Oh. Um, played the campaign for that. But see, I didn't grow up. Uh, lots of people know I grew up kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, but... Uh, so I didn't. I didn't. There wasn't guys coming over to the house and playing the latest oh. NCAA or whatever like that. So I'm not very good, or I wasn't very good, and I, I'm probably still not, you know, uh. comparatively. Um, and so I tried to play online, and I got my ass handed to me more than once. And I was like, "This sucks. I'm done." You know, that's that was right at the end when I gave up the gaming at that time. Where online, where something you could, you know create your name online and then get on and play across somebody you got the earpiece and i dabbled into that that was like my single days like right after a relationship when i wasn't even really dating well kind of was still dating but that was when you know bachelor pad living and just saying hey and then i just said like you're sitting there spending nights playing with like against 15 year old kids calvin like what are you doing with your life so that lasted for like about four days three days i'm like what am yeah. i doing man and then i'm like what am i doing and then that was it for the gaming thing for me and just like that's a wrap but um we'll see how it plays out though i mean it's better than nothing but six hundred dollars in a video the video and what they they value the game at what seventy dollars i think i saw yeah that's or the other it? factor is that i mean that's the standard price for a game now 70 bucks 70 bucks it's not too bad. well when I, compared first, to- when I first got into the next gen consoles it was back when it was 40 bucks that's what i put down to prepay for ncaa 11 well, let me tell you what I put down to go ahead and buy Contra back in like 1990, 90, 91. And that was, I think Contra was on Super Nintendo. I would say probably video game when they came out back then. And those were the cards. I think probably about like, depending on the game, you can get game for nineteen ninety nine and then maybe twenty nine ninety nine. And I think as you escalated into the early, like when you escalated to the late 90s, then I think that's when you start escalating and when you had the competition between Sony and then Microsoft came and then you escalate to about, then we got into like for an average game of $39.99. It was always $99.99, but the upper, depending on some type of game, that's when you got into the 50, slowly start the fit. So to say it's 70 now, that's not too bad in regards to compared to the gradual thing. But it's the gaming. It's big money in the gaming industry. Well, but at least, say, I guess 600 is better than nothing. Well, but now you're also in the, the digital age. So you can't take your game to GameStop anymore and sell it back and get a portion of that back because it's just a download right to your console. So that was the... You could kind of see what if you're going to drop it for 40, play it for two weeks, and then go sell it to the game store. Uh, but you don't do that anymore. You just get a digital copy. I was a master at that. I think I purposely made Toys R Us located <laughs> off of walls and changed their rules. And I remember, and I'm dead serious, because that was one of those. You had to take the ticket, go to the back cage where they had it, them give you the video game, you go. And you could go play that thing for like, Two, I sometimes I play it for like two weeks, three weeks, just like you know what I don't like to get because they had a thirty day turn policy. I was just turning games back, turning game, and then finally, like a year later, they just came out like any game is open, 
you can only return it for the same game. I'm like, that don't make sense. But I understood why they did it. But no, trust me, back in the day, that was way before even video game exchange where you can trade your, that was just straight up KB Toy Store and Toys R Us, get it in. Took me, how long did it take me? It took me about a month. The hardest game I got, see, we're going to run out of stuff because this ain't even supposed to, this is going to, but the, the, the hardest game that I think that I took to beat it, I think it took me a month to Spy Hunter. It's probably too old for you. You're yeah, too not young that for dusty. that. Yeah, Spy that Hunter, man. They had that at the arcade. I like playing at the arcade more than the video game, but that's the one you had the white boat, turns into the white car, the Corvette. There's some old schools out there to know about Spy Hunter. But anyway, real quick, what do you got? Well, really, on, on, NCAA, on college yeah. football 25, we also know the, the confirmed voices as to who this oh, yeah. going to so be who, the commentators who on this that? game. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet is back. You got Chris Fowler, uh, David Pollock, Jesse Palmer, Kevin Connors. Uh, we have Desmond Howard and Reese Davis. Well, I will tell you this. Is there anybody else you left out? Well, uh, namely not included there is my favorite co- uh, commentator of all time, Gus Johnson. He does a little too much for me. Gus is a little bit too much. Um, but let me tell you this. I guarantee you this. Those names, you, Herb Street, Howard, and Reese, you said, I guarantee you they ain't getting paid six hundred dollars for their likeness and voice. <laughs> okay, they 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 ain't getting a video game and six hundred dollars for their likeness. Let's just put it that way. They coming with six seven figure checks for that. And I bet you, I bet you, Howard's like, look, I'm making up for my time that my ass was in this game when y'all should have basically paid me anyway. Pay me for that. Nah, they ain't getting just six hundred dollars in a video game. Anyway, uh, real quick to the NFL, even though we're kind of running up against it on time, the one thing that I did want to touch on in the NFL was that uh, Joel. Uh, Corey of the uh, CBS Sports came up with a list uh, in regards to quarterbacks that are set for the lucrative deal in 2024. Now, of course, the obvious, as he says, the elephant in the room is Dak. Don't really need to get into that. We know how people feel about Dak. We'll see what Jerry goes. You got names on here such as Jared Goff that the Detroit has to make a decision on. Uh, you got Baker Mayfield, which we've already talked about him, and I gave you my thoughts. You got Kirk Cousins. We talked about him in this situation Tua okay um we I, and honestly he's coming up I didn't even know he was due for maybe policy of contract and then Trevor Lawrence but the one guy that's on this list that he put that I wanted to see if do you do you wait or do you try to do you need to see a little bit more or do you get it now just in case if this stuff never does level out or to save some money and that's Jordan Love Packers quarterback Jordan Love. Um, you know, it says here the Packers has their bet by signing Love to a one-year $13.5 million extension worth up to $22.5 million through the salary escalators before May 2nd deadline to pick up the 2020 first-round pick, fully guaranteed $20.272 million. A twenty million two hundred seventy-two thousand dollar contract, fifth year option for twenty twenty-four. So his twenty twenty-three compensation was seventy-five million more than the New Deal than he was scheduled to turn to earn in the fourth year of his rookie contract. So the bottom line is is that it's coming on a decision on what you're going to basically do um, in regards to trying to extend him. Um, you know. 
I think with if I'm the Packers, I'm thinking that I'm trying to shove a contract early as possible in the Jordan Love's face because I think what what's on the horizon for Packers with Jordan Love and that young receiving core to me, the longer you wait, from what I saw in the second half of the season and through the playoffs, they could have beat the 49ers. You better get them in, you better try to get this contract done at some time during this season or by the end of the season for sure, because I believe the longer you wait, the more it's just going to cost you. That's just my opinion. Uh, the rest of these guys on the list was kind of standard that we've already touched on, but him, I was like, you know what? That's a good question in regards to you wait on him. Have you seen enough? Or do you go ahead and commit to him? And me personally, considering the circumstances he was under, how long he's been there, um, it did look rocky for him at first, even the time he got into just a year before last when Aaron was hurt, that Kansas City game about two years ago to where he is now, you go ahead and get it done. Because I think you can get a fair deal done. Because I don't think you're putting him – he's not going to, I don't think, demand the $50 million a year range, I don't think, if you do it now. Well, that's where Cobb's article mentions that it wouldn't be surprising for his camp to target the $50 million, um, which would put him at about 150.8 over three years. Yeah, they can target. I'm not, I can't. I'm not committing to Jordan Love yet at $50 million a year. I think you get him now. You, I can get Jordan maybe about the most. I'm getting him between the 40 to 45 if we do now and maybe that because at the end of the day we've gone from once remember the gm came out like in week seven and eight and said that hey well you know what we kind of you know we think we're going to be all right but we it's time he's got to step up we're waiting to see more and he responded so they were kind of wondering like did we get the right guy is this a guy that it clicked for him so i don't know if i can go to the 50 million dollar range moving on from that before we get out of here um the whole situation, quarterback situation with the Broncos, Sean Payton, according to reports, um, is growing very fond to J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback champion from Michigan. Um, you got a former executive, a couple former executives in the NFL that believe that you're going to have to move into the first round to get J.J. Now, I know I've heard Harbaugh talk about him since taking the Chargers job, um, talking about teams when they meet with him and they really see him. Uh, he's probably going to be one of the top quarterbacks or maybe even the second or third quarterback taken. And I'm like, Harbaugh, like, I understand that, you know, Michigan, you want to think. But what I'm hearing is that he runs a pro – he comes from running the pro-style system and maybe the upside. But that's – I'm telling you, he's part of my list. I got to wait to see it. I got to wait to see. Bo Nix, I'd have to wait to see how it plays out. I've made up my mind on the quarterbacks that I feel – I mean, honestly, Drake May – JD uh, Jaden Daniels those are the two guys in this draft I wouldn't even like to me Caleb Williams has the most upside but I'm still don't know if Caleb really gonna live up to the hype but those two guys in Drake May and JD Jaden Daniels they're gonna be two of the best quarterbacks taken in this draft when it's all said and done in my opinion so those other guys Bo Nix McCarty those are wait and see in my opinion on how that plays out so we'll see uh, but, like, you know, people are going to have more speculation about what Sean's thinking and what they're going to do uh, based off the fact that he is known to be a great quarterback evaluator. But this decision this year and this draft about this quarterback is going to determine the Sean Payton era over the next three to five years. This draft, and, and I'm not just going to tell you this quarterback, 
is a big part of it, but this draft is really sets the tone uh, for the Sean Payton era kind of going forward. Eight seven seven three seven grind. Another thing on uh, NFL. Real quick, um, besides that, I think that was pretty much um, what I want to kind of cover on that. Besides Justin Fields, you know, Justin Fields, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, um, about the whole, do you take social media seriously? Gosh, I just followed him. Well, one of the things we didn't touch on, he said that, hey, you know what? I want to play in Chicago, but I want this to be over. I'm tired of it. He goes, well, either way it goes, I just want this to be done. And that's the young side of Justin speaking. He's never he hasn't been in this situation before. You know, you've gotten veterans that always have to deal with some type of trade rumors, especially from the quarterback situation. Um, you can run into that from time to time if you feel like you're on the bubble of your organization. But, you know, I even though I think it's a and I do think Justin feels mature, but I think him saying, hey, I just want this to be done all over because he doesn't like dealing with the situation of the constant question, the speculation. He's a young guy that's obviously on social media, even though he unfollowed Chicago. Um, but I do feel his frustrations, though, due to the fact that the organization itself and the front office, it just seems everything that's been leaked out for the last six months or five months, they're not all 100% sold on Justin Fields. They're not making him feel. He's screaming to the rooftops he wants to stay in Chicago, but not everybody in that building, the way they're answered questions, even the GM has doubled down or 100% committed to Justin Fields, so I can see his frustration, uh, but we'll see. And I think if he is going to be traded that move, I think that move definitely becomes before we show up for draft. I, I don't think that's a draft day type of deal. To be honest with you, I think that's a deal that could be done early on and come March 8th or 15th when free agency starts, or that's a deal that could get done in the next week or two because I don't know what Chicago at this time do from your scouting department with Caleb Williams, the financial part, You've had Justin Fields in your building for the last three years or so. You know what you got. Make a decision. Why drag this out? And that's the part of Justin Fields that I can feel that frustration. But I still think from a professional, mature, and a veteran probably wouldn't make those comments, especially at the quarterback. Oh, I'm just, I just want this to be over either way. You know, it's part of the business, man. I mean, if the whole building's not 100% sold on you, uh, that's kind of what can happen. Real quick, because we're up against it. Time for Black History Fact, or are you going to do it while the music, the 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 cut music's coming? Oh, I mean, we've got the cut music coming anyway, but then you can consider this mailing it in. That's fine if you want to. But uh, forty-seven years ago today, founder of Sports Grind Entertainment, oh. Calvin Casey, was born. Happy birthday, man! Oh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yes, I told you all great legends. Black planet. <laughs> February. Yeah, Chris trying to get that revoked for the district. Good one, though. But anyway, man, that is a wrap for today. Uh, special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up the Maha City in Denver, Colorado, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, the snooze button for you right the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos X Lager. Get a dose.
Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.